You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world. Hi, everybody. Welcome to church. It's so good to be with you today. My name is Jemima. I'm on team here at Kingdom City. And could we just take a moment to honor all the people that have opened up their homes to have church with us today. If you are in your connect group or you are with someone who's invited you over to their house to have church, come on, let's all stand. Let's all give them a clap and just honor them. Thank you so much for opening your home, for cleaning it up, for putting on food and hospitality. We thank you so much. I've been enjoying just watching all the photos online of all the gatherings that are happening in homes. And we know that God will give you a special blessing because you have opened up your home for God. Also, if you're watching this right now and you are alone, please join us. Contact our team. We would love to put you in a home that you can do church with us. Don't do it alone. It's more powerful when we gather together. Well, I'm going to be talking from a story from Matthew 8, if you have your Bibles, Matthew 8, verse 23. This is a message that's been on my heart since this whole crazy season started all the way back in March, February, March. And so I'm sharing with you what I felt the Lord speak on my heart, and I pray that it will bless you. Matthew 8, 23 says, They all got into a boat and began to cross over to the other side of the lake. That's Jesus and his team. And Jesus, exhausted, fell asleep. Suddenly, a violent storm developed with waves so high, the boat was about to be swamped. Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. The disciples woke him up saying, Save us, Lord, we're going to die. But Jesus reprimanded them. Why are you gripped with fear? Where is your faith? Then he stood up and he rebuked the storm and he said, Be still. And instantly, it became perfectly calm. The disciples were astonished by this miracle and said to one another, Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey his word. You know, Jesus and his team were on a journey going to the other side of the lake to bring revival to a madman. If you keep reading the scriptures, you will see the story of a crazy madman that meets them on the side of the lake when they get there and they are able to minister to him and he gets set free. And then he goes on to bring revival to his region. So they were on a journey. They were on their way to bring revival and a storm happens and interrupts their plans and they think they're gonna die. It's just like 2020. You know, we were all on a journey. We all had plans this year. We all thought God was gonna do these things for us. Maybe we had travel plans, plans to get married. We had plans in our businesses and then a storm hit and interrupted all our plans. And some of us actually thought we were going to die. But see, Jesus gets up in the boat And he looks at the storm and he says, be still. And as he said that, the storm stops immediately. The water that's crashing around the boat, it just immediately stops. You know, today I want to talk to you about how we are still on the move. Still on the move. See, even though the storm stopped and it was still, 
they continued on with the plans that God had for them. Being still isn't being stagnant. Being still isn't being stagnant. See, the winds and the waves, they were sent to distract them, sent to discourage them, sent to tell them that they were going to stop in their journey. But God speaks, Jesus speaks, and the waves were still. You can still be on the move in this season. Even though the world seems to have shut down, we can still be on the move. In Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but those who wait for Yahweh's grace, I love that, will experience divine strength. Some of us so desperately need divine strength in this season. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary, and walk through life without giving up. We need divine strength in this season, and it comes from waiting. When we look at the storm, when we look at the wind, when we look at the waves, when we hear the storm coming, it drains us. But by being still, we can get strengthened by God. You know, eagles, they say, rise above the storm and they use the storm to to ride it. And that's what we should be doing as Christians is rising above the storm. You know, with the coronavirus and the travel all stopping, this is the longest time our global team have ever uh, not been in any of our cities. None of our cities have had to have Pastor Mark, Pastor Matt, Pastor David, Pastor Mervin. We've all been made to be still in one city. And you would think that being still would have crushed the church that us not being able to be with people, being able to encourage, even our pastors have had to be still. Some of our pastors are still in lockdown. They can't come visit our people. But being still hasn't stopped Kingdom City from being on the move. Today, Sunday, we've had more people attend our services globally than we've ever had before because being still does not mean being stagnant. You know, being still changes us. Being still changes us. Psalm 4610 says, He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. When we are still in His presence, we know that He is God. Pausing in His presence gives us a moment to examine ourselves, to figure out what needs to be changed. You know, when you pause a scene in a film, you can pick up details that you would never have been able to pick up before um, if you had not paused it, freezing it, stilling a a scene. You know, I'm going to show you in a minute this scene where some of you might have seen this movie. If you hadn't paused it at this right second, you wouldn't realize some of the mistakes that the movie makers made. Here's a chariot fight. If we rewind it and pause it, you will see an oxygen tank right there in the chariot. Now this scene was set in 180 AD, so I doubt that they had oxygen tanks back then. But we wouldn't have picked that up unless we had paused the scene to see it. When we made the scene still, we were able to see the flaw of the movie. Psalm 4.4 says, Tremble in awe before the Lord and do not sin against Him. 
Be still upon your bed and search your heart before Him. Pause in His presence. You know, it's so good that at night before we go to sleep, that we are just still in His presence. That we say, God, is there anything in me today? Any lie that I picked up? Any sin that I put in my heart? Any jealousy I had? towards someone. I just want to be still in your presence. Lord, use this time right now, Father, to just highlight things to me that need to be realigned, that need to be fixed. You know, God's been totally talking about this to me in this season in almost every area of my life. Being still in this season has given me a chance to examine my whole life and show things in me that needed to be changed. You know, this is the longest time we've ever been in one city at one time. And usually we're at home, we're not there more than two, three, maybe four weeks at the most. And so there were things in our house that was falling apart. There were things that were getting messy, but I used to think, oh, it doesn't matter. We're going in two weeks or we're going in a few days and I would just leave it. Um, our garage became this huge tip like a garbage tip. There was so much junk in there and I would put up with it because I knew I was leaving. But being still in this season showed me I need to clean my garage. I can't live with this mess anymore. I'm not going anywhere. I face it every day when I come home. I've got to clean it up. We've also had to fix our kitchen. We had cupboards that were falling down. They were slipping down. We just lived with it. Uh, my son's shower head always uh, fell off and we were continually screening on and I thought, oh, it doesn't need a new one. We're going soon. But in this season, it showed me that, no, I got to fix this. We are dealing with this every day. It needs to be fixed. So being still in one city showed us that we had to fix our house. You know, being still in this season of not traveling showed me that I was quite sick. I had been uh, dealing with this disease and I was just putting it off because of travel and I just put it down to our schedule being full on and that, you know, I had no time for this and I kept pushing through. But when I was able to remain in one place and listen to my body, I realized, oh, there's some things in here that needs to be fixed. So being still showed me that I had to get better in some areas of my health. And being still in this season has showed me some areas in my children that need to be corrected. You know, we've been so busy that I let some behavior just slipped by. But in lockdown, when you're with each other 24-7 and you're eating every meal together, you start to notice some behavior patterns that they have picked up that they got away with that they're not getting away with anymore. They will put their plate at the kitchen. They will rinse it and wash it. It won't be just rushing around just doing things. No, in this season, we've been able to correct some of our son's bad behavior, making them make their bed before they get up, clean their room, you know, put their dirty wet towel off their bed, hang it in the bathroom. I've had time in this season to be able to make sure that my children are learning things properly. You know, being still in this season has also given me an opportunity to work on my marriage. This is the longest time that Pastor Mark and I have ever been together since 2010 and, oh, 2009 actually. And you would think that being so long together could uh, actually be very intense. However, we have used this opportunity being still together to work on some things. We've had maybe three or four probably very strong disagreements. But in those 
interactions, we realized there were wrong mindsets, wrong beliefs, mainly on my part, that I had to work on, that I had usually just swept under the carpet. I thought, oh, he's gone in two days, or I'm gone in a day, or I've got to go out anyway. But in this season of being still, we're together 24-7. There's nowhere we can go. We're just there. And so it forced us to talk. It forced us to resolve things. But being still in this season has helped us for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Being still in this season has even helped me in my walk with the Lord. You know, when lockdown happened and there were no gatherings on Sundays um, and there were no meetings, we couldn't even meet with our team and we were at home. There were moments where I just was alone with God and I couldn't rush off or use an excuse for a meeting. It was just me and God. And he's put uh, his finger on things in my life, some behavioral patterns that I developed that were wrong, unforgiveness, um, spiritual things that just needed the Lord to come in and just cut out painfully. And you know, when you're still in his presence, it gives him time to say, hey, you need to cut that out or hey, that needs to change. You know, and there were things that I'm coming to the Lord about, repenting, asking him to change me, to mold me, to be more like him. You can't help but be different in his presence. When I met my husband, you know, we had a whirlwind kind of meeting where on our first coffee, uh, we decided to get married. And I'd only seen him four times before our actual wedding day. And during that first year of marriage, I really got to know him more than I ever did before because I was in his presence. I knew what made him laugh. I knew what made him angry. I knew what trigger statements I could make to get to him. I also knew what gave him joy. I didn't pick that up on phone calls or Skype or emails. It was only till I was in his presence that I began to get to know my husband. And that's the same with God. When we are still in his presence and we get to know him, we it only changes us. It only highlights things in us that need to be changed. Being still changes us. Being still positions us for a move. Being still positions us for a move, a move for a miracle in our life, a move for breakthrough, a move for rescuing. In Exodus 14, there's a story of the Israelites. God miraculously brings them out of Egypt and they're heading to the promised land and they're on their way and suddenly they meet the Red Sea. And then they look behind them and the Egyptians are coming after them. So they've got the enemy behind them. They've got a wall in front of them and they begin to freak out. Listen to what Moses says to them in Exodus 14, verse 13. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on, raise your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry 
ground. It wasn't until the Israelites were still that God was able to move. You know, sometimes we're so busy telling God what to do or we're so busy moving around trying to fix our business, our health, our children, our spouse, whatever it is that we need fixing. And we only need to be still so that God can move. It was when they were still that the Red Sea then opened and a miracle happened and they were rescued and they never saw the Egyptians again. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. You know, so much of our headspace is used towards fretting. I don't know about you, but for me, if there's a conflict or a stress, I think about it. I think about how to get out of it. I think about what texts I can send, who I can talk to. In fact, a few weeks ago, there was a conflict that had happened and I was fretting about it. I was thinking, I need to text this person to make sure that they know I didn't do this and I need to tell my husband this so he knows that I didn't get involved in this. And I'm building up this case in my head of how to make myself look good in this situation. And I was fretting about it. And then I just heard the voice of the Lord just cut across my thoughts and say, Why don't you just be still and let me talk? And I was like, no, God, you don't understand. I I need to say, they need to know I was in the right. You know, especially when you're in the right, you need to let everybody know you're in the right. And I felt like I was like, no, just be still. So I went into my room and I was still before the Lord. And I prayed, I said, okay, God, I hand this all over to you. Would you defend? Would you talk? Would you let this be? And then later um, there was a meeting. And in that meeting, I was just quiet and the Lord defended me. The Lord spoke, the Lord changed the whole thing around. Very different to the ending of the movie I had in my head. It's so much easier when we leave it up to the Lord. When we are still, it positions us for a move of God. He will defend you. He will fight for you when you are still. You know, the beginning of this year, I preached this message called um, On the Move for Kingdom City. I preached it actually in KL. And in the message, I talked about how 2020 was going to be the year that Kingdom City would be on the move. I found my notes recently and I was laughing when I was reading them because I said things like, we're going to be in cities that we never thought of. We're going to be doing amazing things with, um, with people we've never met. I talked about salvations. I prophesied because I saw this year that so many of our families would have unsaved families, their immediate unsaved families, children, spouses, parents get saved, particularly this year. And when I was preaching this, I had a picture of what that would look like. The altar calls of all our auditoriums packed, you know, with people running up the front, tears streaming down their cheek, giving their heart to the Lord. Everybody's so happy, you know, us laying hands on the love box and then seeing all these people get saved. And I was like, it's going to be an exciting year. But it didn't happen like that at all. But it still happened. You know, we've had more salvations this year with family members than ever before. Why? Because the house of God has been moved to our house. People are watching church and unsaved spouses are 
listening and going, what's going on? And they're coming out and they're, they're hearing the word of God or, or parents that would never go to church, would never turn up at one of our hubs, hearing praise and worship and asking their children, what are you watching and sitting down? We've had testimonies of our own kids who have showed their parents, unsaved parents, the kids services and the parents have gotten saved. It's amazing. God has worked. We have been in more cities. I think 45 cities this year. We were in 10 in the beginning of the year. We're now in 45 cities because of online church. We're able to reach the ends of the earth. I would have never have dreamt when I preached in the beginning of the year of Kingdom City being on the move, how fast we would be, but how we did it all being still. You know, we are still on the move. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus, we want you to know that He loves you very much. So much that He died on the cross for all of your sins that stood between you and God. If you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus today, all you need to do is to repeat this prayer. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm not right with you and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and making me your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast, we would love to know. Email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.